1: Good morning, Vietnam. Just kidding. Welcome back to the MVM show, guys. You guys didn't think I was going to get one out this week, did you? No, I will not do that to you guys. I've obviously done that in the past, but I've been working so hard to get these coming out. I know it sounds so easy. Hey, you're recording at their house. What's the big deal? But getting guests and just getting the time to do this and then no, you got to edit it and get it out. You know, it does take time, but I, I really do enjoy doing it. I love the feedback I get from you guys. I know on the YouTube channel, I don't, I don't really um, respond as much. I need to get a little bit better at that. I see the comments and then I like forget to go in there. I got to like switch accounts to be able to reply in that. So I need to do that more. There's several in there that I need to get back to, but um, before we get any further, thank you guys so much for rating and reviewing the podcast I know a lot of you guys have went on, uh, at least I think it's from me asking, but in Spotify, a lot of you guys have went in and thrown a rating in a five-star, four-star, two-star, whatever you guys have done, because I know it's like sitting at 4.9 or 4.9 right now out of five stars. Yeah, yeah. It's actually got three more since I seen it last, so we've definitely got a lot of ratings in the last um, two weeks on the MVM show on Spotify, so thank you guys for doing that, and then hold on a second. Get this mic fixed here a little bit. And then um, on Apple Podcasts, for for those of you that listen on there, I know everyone has different setups. I don't know what people what makes people decide what platform they want to listen on because I can do any of them on my Apple phone, my iPhone. But to be honest with you, I prefer listening on to Spotify. And really, there's no reason it sounds the same right other than um, basically just... I guess user friendly and uh, what you like to look at, kind of like a user the user interface on Spotify is cool to me. It looks better. I don't know. There's really no reason unless you I guess you just don't have the app, but I have both. So anyways, oh yeah, I guess there is a little bit more uh, ratings on uh, Apple podcast too. but anyways. I'm here and here we are. And there is no special guest today. Um, I did a ton. Like, it takes so much work to get all these people here over this last, man. I mean, if I'm looking at these episodes right now, let me see. All right, here. We just got a new one on Apple Podcasts. It's Michael West85. He said, awesome content, five stars. I really enjoy the podcast. I like the fact that you don't ask for money and continue putting out great stuff. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, that has been the goal here. I've said that multiple times. That There is guys that charge to, to listen to this and I just don't, I don't know, I don't, <laughs> it's annoying hearing people always asking for money. Even just like if you turn your radio on and you know they, they do these drives where they're asking for money and it seems like that's all they ever do. It's like, I know it takes money to do this stuff, you know, and they have bigger studios and they got to pay their staff and stuff like that. I understand that. But that's the power of this is I do, if if I'm willing to sacrifice my time or give my time to do this, then that's on me right now. I am because I like doing it. So thank you, Michael West. Appreciate that. And thank you for everybody. That's been rating. It's definitely the ratings are going up, up and up. And that's what we always need just to grow. You know, you're always trying to get better and, um, feel free guys to, uh, email in the MVM show podcast at gmail.com and talk about some, uh, content that you guys would like to hear. There is a lot of people that I, that have asked to be on the show And, um, uh, what do I want to say about that? I, I want to have more people and I see your guys's, um, I have a lot of people in my mind that I want to do. And it's not that I don't want to have you on, but then again, asking to be on, is kind of like, well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't mind you asking, but just because I don't have guests on every single time doesn't mean I don't have about 5,000 people. I want to get on here and just, and to take the time and the email and the back and forth, it's more work than you think. So anyways, I don't want to get stuck on that. I want to get right into what I'd like to share with you guys. And this is probably only, you know, the typical when I'm by myself, 25 minutes, 20, 25 minutes. Um, I'm actually going to be going to the gym here in a little bit, actually about nine 30. I'm recording this at eight 23 in the morning on a Thursday morning. You guys can be listening to this on Friday and, or watching it on the YouTube channel. And me and Tom's going to work out at nine thirty. We have our own, we bought our own gym about uh, pssst, man how long ago was that? It was definitely not around COVID time because I know a lot of people did that, but we wanted out of the commercial gym a long time ago. I think it was two thousand fifteen. So we've had our own gym, and when I say our own gym, I'm not talking about a little weight rack and. You know, a couple dumbbells. No, we have a full deal. You you never need to go to the gym again. But now that's, that being said, we don't have much um, for machines. We do have um, a, uh, oh, what's the word? Uh, cable machine, a big full-size gym cable machine. Um, that's kind of the one thing we did. I mean, we spent a lot of money in it. And it's nice, you know, having Thomas because we can, we split everything, right? Every piece of equipment that's in our garage gym. And like I said, we've been in it for now, I guess, over seven years. Um, I've been working out consistently since 2013 when we went on deployment. And that's basically, I mean, I've done it on and off over the years. always played sports and stuff. But for gym's sake and purposes, like being in the gym consistently every single week, it's been since 2013, which is really hard to believe. That's crazy. In another year, it'll be 10 years. And I mean, I've hardly took any time off. But that's just kind of how me and Thomas are. He... He was, but let's see here, he, 2014's uh, when I got back, and like a few months later, he was like, hey, let's work out together, and I was like, yeah, dude, it'd be awesome, because I was flying solo when I got back, obviously, I had my buddies in, on deployment, that military buddies I worked out with, but, um, so 14, let's see, Thomas would have been, he just turned 29, I'm 38, <clears throat> let's see, so, my brain ain't working this morning, I'm, I was on night shift, Um see 14 so eight yeah so he was he was like 21 and um it's funny now because he's taller than me honestly but he has always been way skinnier than me even when i was at my you know my na- my average that for years was like 185 and i always wanted to be like 205 i wanted to be bigger you know build more muscle and it actually took a long time. I mean, you wouldn't know that look at me now. Obviously, when you start turning this age, like 38, you you can put it on easier than you can take it off. But um, I used to be super skinny, super skinny neck, very small. Just my opinion, scrawny. <laughs> like, I've always wanted to be a little bit bigger. But um, he's he's actually heavier, heavier than me now. And um, uh, I, I don't know what he's weighing right now because I've been trying to lose weight I went from like 225 realizing like, okay, this ain't good for me to be at this weight at this age anymore. Like I got to drop back down. And so I think I'm just about 210. I've lost like 15 over the last couple of months. And that's what some of the things I was going to go over is a few things. But one of those was boxing. Um, We bought, you guys have to check it out if you're into that kind of stuff or like if you like boxing, but you don't like hitting those heavy bags because of your wrist or your hands or whatever. I, I mean, we have one, but it's just not my, it's not, how do I say that, satisfying to hit, but um, I bought this, what's called an Aqua training bag. I had actually seen it on Instagram, and I was like, dude, that looks like that would be fun to hit, because, you know, it's not rough on your wrist and your hands. I mean, obviously, you're still wearing gloves, it will tear your hands up if you don't. But they, I guess they said it's like the most, you know, like it's the closest to hitting a human body. Not that I'm trying to beat on somebody, but you know, just to get that feel, I feel like you should always be ready in case something ever happens and something ever goes down. You need to, you need to know how to throw a punch, right? I mean, that's, that's me speaking as a guy, but that's why it's like, if you're not doing something, you're not going to be comfortable doing it. Right. If you don't do it all the time. And one of the things I want to be ready for is if something ever, someone ever comes at me, you know, um, whatever, the guy that's always trained us always says gas station ready. That's his terminology, meaning if you're at the gas station pump gas and some dude tries to come rob you or do something, you need to be ready to protect yourself or your family. So basically, i always liked it. It's just i broke my nose so many times, like getting hit in the face. Sparring is just like, ugh, it's over with. I mean, my eyes are pouring. I'm just like, man, I wish I could take a punch better. I mean, I can take a punch. Me and Thomas actually sparred for a while with headgear and mouthpieces and boxing gloves and actually was fun, but there's a few times you get into it a little bit. One makes the wrong punch on accident, and then you just kinda everybody goes ballistic on each other. We had a few of those. I mean not ballistic, you know, but like you're you're throwing a little bit harder and you're kinda head hunting. And I've caught him in the head pretty good a few times. And uh, he one time he hit, he caught me in the side right in the ribs. And man, it was over. He he just squared me up big time. I ain't afraid to admit it, but I, he won't hardly admit how good I've caught him in the job, but he always just laughs and don't say nothing because I'll be like, Hey dude, you got me. I'll admit you got me right in the ribs. I, I honestly feel like he probably broke a couple of my ribs. I couldn't even breathe right for like a week or two. I mean, it was a, just a great like hook right in the ribs. And, uh, it was about a month before we started sparring again, but we ended up getting away from it. I actually do like doing that. And this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about in this episode. So sorry if this bores you, I guess you can just turn it off, but it's amazing how much better for, I've been in the back a lot for two months. I mean, quite a bit, maybe three now, probably more like three. And the difference you feel in throwing a punch you do from day one to like day 90 is insane. Like, if I go back to that, I don't feel like I even know how to throw a punch. And to be honest with you right now, I don't feel like I really fully am like using all my hips, you know, to throw a punch, but that's what I've been working on. Instead of just going there, beating the bag, I'm just kind of like, okay, you know, doing it in slow and speed it up and really get into it using momentum and the power of the legs and hips, hip drive, you know, into that. But yeah, I really enjoy it, but I mean, you're soaked, you know, so that's how part of how I'm losing weight is I've got up the energy drinks, the sodas for now. It's not a full-time thing. Come duck season, those things are part of my little joy that I get, right? You're not going to take that away from me. Um, But so that's obviously caused me to lose some weight. Uh, Like I said, I'm about 210 now. I don't really know. I'd probably like to lose another five pounds, but I I'm not one of those guys that are all obsessed with that. It's like, if I do, I do. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. I'm trying to stay in shape. Been running more. Um, sprinting, race, doing, racing people for the fun of it. I actually still can, I guess I can still run pretty fast. I beat a few people. So I was like, okay, I'm not that old yet. <laughs> um, but man, that bag, you know, I, got a, I downloaded this app. You guys ever end up doing it? It's a boxing eye timer. And so you can set the length of your rounds. And I just did like regular boxing. I did three-minute rounds. And I don't know if they take 30-second breaks or what, but it's on a minute. So I box for three minutes and then do a minute rest, box for three minutes. And it's cool because this thing does a ding-ding, you know, or like the actual typical boxing sounds. And then it does the clap when you have the 10 seconds left of the round. So I like it. And it just tracks you, you know, it has a little thing that tracks you later. I want to get a deal for that bag. You can actually put it on the the aqua bag. So it's just filled with water. I guess I didn't say that, but it's kind of obvious, right? Aqua bag. So it's kind of teardrop shaped and it's filled with water. It's 120 pounds. I mean, you can just beat on it and it don't hurt your hands or your wrists. I mean, obviously I'm still wearing gloves. But back to that, you can put this little sensor on there and you can see how many punches you've thrown, the power of your punches and your workout period. So it's pretty neat. So anyways, that's what I've been doing. Been boxing a lot. Trying to just really learn, not just beat on it, but lose weight, get cardio, but also learn to throw the proper punches. Um, Thought about even joining a boxing gym. But I don't think we have nothing really worthwhile around here. I feel like I'd really want to know it's a really good place before I join something like that. So I don't know. But boxing's fun, man. I really like it. Honestly, it's... I'd like to get into it where I was, I don't know if com- competing, probably would. I'm a pretty competitive person. Now, I, that being said, that's a big adrenaline rush, right? <laughs> like getting into a boxing ring. When I was in the military, we would we were doing, um, was it jujitsu, jiu- I think. And I've never been like the person that wants to fight and do that stuff. Like that kind of, I just regularly play like basketball, football, which that's a, football is an aggressive sport. But like wrestling, I'm like ah, I'm not that good of wrestler. That's what I thought about myself. And um, but man, when I actually when I started doing it, it was the most hardest training I've ever done physically. Um, just what before you'd even fight or you know roll. Basically, just all the cardio and the running and the push-ups and the it's crazy stuff that guy came up with in the military. He was actually he was a pro. I don't know what you call it, guys. He, he, I mean, he was just in basically, he had competed in in the army and the things that they have for that style for jiu-jitsu. So he was our trainer. He would killed us. But then I started competing right at the end of when I was about done with that training. And I was like, dude, this is a rush. It is a like high intensity, high anxiety almost because of the buildup to the actual time. But I did well. Which surprised my own self because I didn't feel like I ever had that. I don't know. I've wrestled a lot growing up, but more so, obviously, when I was younger. And I was like, once I do it and I'm in the moment, it, it's kind of like I like it, but I don't like initiating it. I don't like starting it. I want, you're not going to come up and ask me and I'm going to do it, probably. But um, I was like, man, mm, I don't know. It's just good having that kind of skill set. And I was like, man, I kind of would like to get into that. But man, the beating that you take on your head, having the concussions, I've already had two or three in my lifetime, one from football, I can't remember what the other one was from. I think both were probably from football, but anyways, it's, I don't know, I'm talking myself into it right now. But anyways, so i want to talk about that, the box, and just what's going on, Waterfall Pepper six. I just made someone kind of bounce around, go over the things that I've been going on, going on in my life right now, and to get this episode out. If you guys haven't seen the video, don't watch the channel. Go check it out. If you want to make something with all those pepper sticks that you have, I'm telling you it's the way to do it, guys. You basically do 50% waterfowl, and they're so lean, you want 50% fat. So go to your local butcher or go to, like, the grocery store, Say or whatever, and buy fat, you know, like 50%, get the ratio like 40-50 or 50-50, and grind it up. We did a two-grind and then we had the stuffer. And pepper sticks are obviously smaller. These are a little bit bigger than my my um, butcher would make. But we decided to start doing it on our own. My friend has all the equipment, I think, from meat. Meat. Wow, oh, what's the name of that? that uh, I'll have to look it up for you guys. It might be something you want to look into. Probably majority don't, and you can just find it yourself. But I want. I. I mean, I guess if you wanted to know, and you're like, yeah, I would like to know there there's one of you out there. Let me look and see what, uh, anyways, it's on our channel. I put it up about a month ago. Is how to make smoked waterfowl pepper sticks. And we just cut them into like, you know, I don't know, six to eight inch pieces. And uh, I'm pulling the video up right now to see what the name of that, that thing is, what brand it was. It's meat something. Oh, well, it says it right there. It just says meat. I, I I don't know. Anyways, he, Milton has the grinder. He has the stuffer, and then he borrowed the um, the mixer from his buddy. Now that we didn't use that to make the pepper, the waterfowl pepper sticks. I'll tell you about something else in here in a second. But honestly, it's it's so easy. It's really not that big of a deal. You order your ingredients. You take your waterfowl. The hardest part is grinding that up, and that's not even hard. The machine's doing it for you not like they did back in the day you know and then you grind it do it to grind with a bigger grind the first time a smaller grind the second time then you put in you know you have your fat your seasonings and all that stuff then you put it in the stuffer and then you turn this knob or do it electric and then hold your your you know your uh oh what's it called there's a it's not it's like a, a fake skin it's the stuff that you stuff it in the meat in right um and those are edible but now Let me revert from that to this. So if you want to go see how to do that and you want to do something with your waterfowl and you don't want to waste it, please don't waste it. You know, please don't throw it out. I know some people let it sit in there forever and then just like, oh, it's no good. And it's just kind of an excuse to get rid of it. Please don't do that. I'm not saying I've always been perfect in that area in my life. But for several years now, I've done my dead level best to like be good at that. I mean, that if we're, it's pretty bad. Guys, if we are out there shooting stuff and we're tossing it or not doing nothing with it, letting sit sit in there and get freezer print, that is not ethical. And uh, like I said, i have never, I haven't always been the best at that. But we gotta, if we if we're gonna harvest it, if we're gonna hunt it, and you're new to hunting, do something with it. And it's funny because I think sometimes the newer hunters are better at that, right? They think, well, this is what we're supposed to do, and it is. Some guys that have been doing it for a long time; they get lazy about it, and. Not a good place to get in, guys. So don't let yourself fall into that arena and that mindset. So you got the waterfowl pepper sticks. You can do. They're good for a long time. You vacuum some and then you throw them in the freezer. And like I, their ours are done. I got packages and packages and packages of them. And come this waterfowl season, I'll be eating the duck from last season, and it's very very enjoyable and it's a great amazing snack. I mean, that's what most people do, right? They go to the store and they buy. That's like twenty bucks a bag, if not more, to go on one hunt trip. Whereas you can do it yourself and cut that in less than half. So, and you already you already have it. So why not use it? The other thing that we just did, we did this last week. I did not do a video of this was um, summer sausage. Those are two totally different things, two different styles and methods, and there's different purposes behind them. Pepper sticks can Once you pull them out of the freezer, excuse me, let me get a drink here. Once you pull them out of the freezer, they're only good for like a couple days. Summer sausage, and this sounds so obvious, but I really didn't know this, is shelf stable, meaning you do not have to refrigerate it. It will stay good for a long time, and that's why it's called summer sausage because back then when people did not have an ability to keep their stuff cool, that was a way that they could do it. And because of the ingredients that you put in it, one of them is uh, encapsulated citric acid. And that gives it the ting, but it also does the preserving. There's other things that you put in it too, but I had White Tell from, I don't know, some of you guys are like going to be like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I again, I had White whitetail hamburger in my freezer can <laughs> hardly get my wife to cook it? Yes, I've been lazy to cook it myself. Uh, we ate all the back straps and all that, tenderloins and stuff, but we've had the hamburger, and I'm like, babe, just use it for the spaghetti. Use it for this. And she has a few times, but, like, she always avoids it. Well, now it's starting to get a little bit freezer burnt. The cool thing about doing summer sausage is it doesn't matter. Um, you can stick that in there because really all that is is just overly dried out meat. That's what basically freezer burnt is um, because there's no, you know, humidity in that freezer it dries things out that's just what it is it's not that you can't eat it it looks kind of gross sometimes I know but um anyways I took about 20 pounds almost 20 pounds of white tail hamburger I actually I did mix in a little bit of stew meat so probably was about 15 pounds of white tail hamburger so not a ton then I threw in like a couple pounds of beef um, stew meat and then threw in a little bit of fat but most of that hamburger already had fat in it anyways did that, and you know, summer sausage is a lot bigger. It's like what is it? Probably three inch, three, two and a half, three inch size tubes, and basically you, you, we ground that up, then put all our seasonings in, and through in the mixer and then in the mixer you throw in some water, like 32 ounces of water, you know, to 64 ounces of water. Throw that in there while it's mixing and all it's mixing all the proteins. It's making it super tacky and sticky. It's it's fun, man. Like, I'm probably boring you guys talking about it, but what I'm saying is it's so fun. You guys gotta get there and try it. Like do this stuff. Do this. Even if it's your ground beef or whatever, practice doing this stuff. Because most of you guys that listen to this podcast, I'm sure are outdoor people that are Hunting some or fishing, you know. But if you got meat in there, even your beef that's gonna go bad or something, man, do something with it. It's it's so fun. Me and Milton been having a blast. He just bought a smoker. He's got a regular pellet smoker, which a lot of connoisseurs are gonna say that's a joke. And I I have to kind of agree. There's no skill. It's almost like an oven, really, with the smoke flavor, right? You set your temperature and then you put your pellets in. Um, I do have a regular smoker with you know the the box on the side where you build your fire and then smoke it and i've done meat, and it definitely is better than a traeger or a pit boss or any of those other ones can do but you know how it is most of us are on time restraints and so that's just an easy way to do it a lot of these now you can do bluetooth and be at work and be doing you know pulled pork that takes several hours and it's it's just convenient but uh, with the summer sausage, Milton, usually I was going to bring it home and smoke it at my house, but Milton actually just had bought a pit boss on top of his regular smoker he's having custom built that's not here yet. He's like, let's just do it here. So anyways, we used hickory pellets, and man, it turned out so good. We did. Uh, well, I I bought the ingredients because it was my dear, and I tried to give him some. He wouldn't take it, but sorry, dog. I was like, man, dude, we used your, your stuff and your smoker. But he was like, no, no, no. But anyways, we did 50% of that meat. So we did 10 pounds of it with pepper jack and jalapenos. Oh my goodness, guys. It's amazing. And it's funny because we chilled it overnight after you get it done and you refrigerate it, you cut it the next day and it was good, but there wasn't a ton of flavor there. And I was like, man, me and him were both kind of like, no, it's not as seasoned as we thought it would be. Well, like two or three days later, I brought it to a party that we had with a bunch of couples, and it was amazing. The spice had come in from the jalapenos and the and the pepper jack, and it was so stinking good, guys. The flavor that the zest of that that meat and the flavorings that were, it was so good. So basically, letting it sit for three or four days in the fridge uh, before I actually vacuum seal so it just made a massive difference. Um, so. Yeah, we just did it. We put all that stuff in the ingredients, filled the tubes, and now I've got uh, what is it now? I think I got six tubes because they each one's like three pounds each, and we already went through one whole tube of summer sausage because I took it to that party half of it. But yeah, the pepper jack, and then we got original, so good. Um, yeah, I just want to prod you guys to do that stuff. I mean, it's awesome. Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about. Was the training vids that are going to be dropping starting this Monday. I'm, I'm really excited to, to let you guys know this is coming out. I really want to get these going. I really want, I hope people watch these and follow along. I'm going to try, it's going to be every week or every two weeks. So the first one's going to release on, oh, I lied to you. I'm sorry. I said this coming Monday. May 2nd is the first one. I might drop one this month, this Monday though. On April 25th, hmm. Because I already got four, already done and edited, ready to roll. No, three. I got to edit the intro to Gunfire. And man, Kelly is doing so good. Kelly, if you haven't heard yet, I'm sure most of you have. Kelly is Rocky's pup, female. Jake, one of my friends, he's on the videos. His boys hunt with me. Nathaniel Morgan. Nathaniel worked all summer, bought this pup. She's a female. We thought she was one of the the bigger ones, but she's actually, from what we're noticing, she's at, she was actually the runt. They were all pretty close to the same size, but now she like is a lot smaller than the other ones, which it doesn't matter. I'm not bringing that up because it's a bad thing. I'm just saying like she's definitely way smaller. Um, but she has definitely grown fast. She, I think Nathaniel weighed her last week, and she was like almost thirty pounds, like twenty nine, almost thirty pounds. And man, we've already done an intro to gunfire with her. She is going to be 17. She's 17 weeks today. She was 16 when we filmed the last video. She's 17 weeks today. So the videos are going to start from the very beginning uh p- picking her out when she was like newborn. I mean, it's this is going to be an awesome series, guys. I think I'm basically I learned from doing the one with Rocky. I'm just trying to make it even that much better with this one. So I'm gonna drop them starting May second, and it will be like that'll be a Monday, and it's gonna be like every Monday after that, or it might be every two weeks. But it's probably not to, to be every Monday because I have a lot of content coming out on that, and I'm really excited to share it with you guys. So, you know, editing these videos, and I've been putting pictures on Instagram. If you don't follow us, follow us on Instagram, Mid Valley Mercenaries. We're also on Facebook, and we have. Our YouTube channel, Mid Valley Mercenaries. We also have a podcast that you're listening to, the MVM Show. And, uh, anyways, so just keeping the content rolling. I know uh, the YouTube channel for Mid Valley Mercenaries has kind of been still, just because I've been taking a little bit of a break. But doesn't mean in the background I haven't been filming, and videos are about to start dropping. So stay tuned for that. May second, the first of the training series is coming out, and I'm excited. For this process she is doing so good I mean she is doing I almost feel like she's excelling better than Rocky but part of that also might be the fact that I know more what I'm doing and I have I have experience so I'm and Nathaniel's doing the training working right it's his dog I'm just trying to stay back and help when needed but I knew when I see stuff I know I have more confidence now oh that's I can do that to help him right now and he you know before, I wouldn't have known what to do. So, definitely. Every dog, they say, you know, you get better. And uh, I'm going to end it there. I did have some other stuff I was going to say. I'm going to do a separate podcast on my final conclusion of Pattern Master versus Kicks. And uh, you Pattern Master fans will be all excited. It's funny. People like something they get offended almost if you don't like what they like. But anyways, I think a lot of you Padmaster fans are gonna be happy to hear the results. Don't don't now, don't discredit kicks. I'm telling you right now, don't discredit. I'm not discrediting kicks. I'm not kicking them to the curb. but um, I'll, I'll do a separate episode and that might even might even bring on Harrison for that one or something. but uh, anyways, I'm going to end it there. We're hitting the 30-minute mark. I said I didn't want to go much over that as a solo guy. You guys probably getting tired of hearing me. Hope you guys enjoy these episodes. Even when they are solo, I'm trying to get them out, give you guys that commute, something to listen to, and try to help, you know, try to put some good information out there. The And maybe I didn't put any good tips out on this episode, but the fact that those training videos are coming out and you guys that are training dogs or have new, about to purchase new pumps, I really... Think it's going to help you a lot when you use those with the professional like Chris Aiken or whoever you're going to use. So thank you guys again. I'm going to say it every time; it's going to get old, but it helps us out so much. Please give it a like on the YouTube channel if you're watching on there, and subscribe. We want to hit a thousand subscribers on there and uh, help us get paid since we don't ask for money on here. And then uh, give a rating review on. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any platform that you listen to. We'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening.